Welcome to Talk Chain, where we talk all things crypto. We finally got some green today, which is probably the best news that most of us have had all week, all month. Uh, we got uh, market cap 457 billion, Bitcoin dominance at 34.6%, seeing that uh, drop a little bit. Uh, Bitcoin, $9,300. Um, actually, I guess I should ask Matt, how you doing, buddy? Doing He's great, Rob. Starting these by myself. Yeah, good to see you today, buddy. How's your Saturday going? Pretty good, pretty good. Putting in some time into into work. By work, I mean just refreshing coin market cap over and over again to make sure that this is not a bull trap and that we are riding this out. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about that first? Yeah. Yeah. So, back into it. Bitcoin, ninety-three hundred dollars. Ethereum, just shy of a thousand. Um, we got some big movers today. Cardano up twenty-four percent. Only at forty-four cents, and I think that's kind of going off the news of uh, Weiss upgrading its rating from B minus to B. Mm. Whether or not Weiss had some stake in Cardano before making that decision, that's eh, possible. Did you see their their like note to everybody on like why they rated crypto bad because of this crash? No, no, I didn't. They wrote some like some arrogant note to everybody saying like. This is why we gave crypto such bad ratings. Why Bitcoin we gave a C, whatever, as if they like could have timed this or something. It's so ridiculous. Really, that's so interesting. Yeah. Anyway, well, like, yeah, as if they could predict that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, unexpected gainer today is Litecoin. I don't know if anything happened with Litecoin. If there's any particular reason for it, but um, doing very well. Yeah, yeah, it is doing pretty well, and I think for for everybody, the um, you know, it's good to see this kind of stuff. Uh, personally, I look at Bitcoin volume to see sort of whether or not a move has some power behind it, and it's going to be stable. So on the on the Bitcoin chart, anyway, we're we have a decent amount of volume so far, but I'm I'm gonna kind of wait and see how the day ends up. But today we've got a pretty green candle. The volume right now is about half of yesterday so far. And if we look at the hourly chart, uh, the volume is kind of weaker than yesterday overall. So personally, I'm I'm weary that we're actually going to bounce off here and sort of break those resistance lines that we've had or that we've we have set up in this bearish move down. So going to wait and see. But I'm not convinced necessarily that this is the bullish move up that we've been all waiting for. Do you think that? the volume has anything to do with like the day of the week or is it pretty consistent throughout it, it all depends so it has nothing to do really with the day of the week personally i think it's just the conviction that the conviction in the trend so if you see a big spike in volume as a trend is going a certain way uh, and that volume continues to maintain you're likely to continue to see that trend but if okay. the volume goes down as the trend continues, it's indicative of a reversal. But, you know, these are all kind of just ideas that you need to keep in mind when you're making any trade. So just given that this pop that we've seen isn't gigantic and the volume is still where we're like kind of maintaining the volume that we have, it just seems like we're doing like some sort of trend continuation right now, not necessarily a reversal. 
Okay, yeah, I guess it uh, remains to be seen, but hopefully within the next uh, couple of days it'll be sorted out, or a couple of weeks. Um, other One other minor, pretty big news actually, but uh, VeChain has uh, start, had a partnership with the Chinese government, which is big news for them, so that is why they are doing pretty well today, up 21%. Yeah, um, and I I still think I think VE chain is a buy. If I had free money right now, I would definitely be putting more into VE chain just because they've been a consistent uh, they've been a consistent project that's continued to gain partnerships and deliver on their timeline. Yeah, they've been doing pretty well. It seems like they have a new partnership every other day or so. Um, it'll be interesting to see some some real use cases, some things come into effect. To kind of verify what they've been talking about and some some more hype aside from partnerships. Yeah, I noticed Tron's up about twenty percent. You got any reason for that? No reason for Tron being up twenty percent. I know uh, we got Justin Sun out there hyping up the fact that they've got a uh, hundred staff members now, which is which is pretty impressive. Um, I'm not sure if that's actually true or not. Just like most of the things Justin Sun says, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, good good for Tron. They're doing they're doing pretty well. No, it seems to be the teens like a like a fifteen percent seems to be kind of like the average of where everything is right now. Yeah, it's. I think really the Tron thing is again, the the fact that it's such a low price to enter into it makes it makes the highs higher and the lows lower than the traditional or more well-established uh cryptocurrencies yeah yeah that's fair anyway i don't want to spend too much time on tron they no it's whatever but <laughs> no definitely not so i wanted um, i wanted to mention though that uh yesterday we talked about how binance had a one percent or a one nano fee to withdraw and they actually lowered that today to 0.1 so it's not so bad now if you want to withdraw your nano to a to a wallet a desktop wallet or a hardware wallet yeah, definitely. That's a 99% reduction. So it's uh, definitely good for Binance. And it's good to see that they're either listening to the community or have fixed a mistake that they made. I'd like to think that it was our video calling them out that really led to the drop in, in withdrawal fee. That's a good point. Between that and um, Icon inviting us, but it getting lost in the mail, it looks like we're really making a big impact on the community so far. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty impressed with that. Yeah, definitely. Icon sitting very, very much lower than... Uh, <laughs> Icon has collapsed completely. Um, the problem is I think everyone expected Icon to uh, have a partnership with Samsung. Right. And it just did not. So right. we'll wait for those Kia-Samsung partnerships in the near future. You haven't sold though, right? I definitely have not sold. Yeah, I, I haven't sold anything either. What? I can never sell. Right, just holding forever. All right. So why don't we get into this uh, New York Times article, Bob? You want to set it up? Sure, definitely. Um, a crypto utopia in Puerto Rico. So for those who don't know, there are no there are no taxes on um, income, and there are no taxes on uh, capital gains. Personal, right? Personal taxes. Yeah. Yeah, personal taxes, uh, which is big news for crypto, especially for Americans when people are being taxed 
uh, from crypto to crypto. So that's um, a big reason why uh, Puerto Rico was chosen for uh, for this. Obviously, it's also a beautiful place to live. Um, and there's also the, the implication of the hurricane that recently struck and kind of devastated the community kind of left kind of left Puerto, Puerto Rico in a position to be kind of built up. Yes. So, so, so what, they're seeing a, a bunch of influx of, of people who are trying to start uh, ICOs and start different cryptocurrency projects in Puerto Rico, right? So this is the whole story, this New York Times story that's talking about all these people that are moving from the continental United States to Puerto Rico for for these different reasons. And uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because the state itself is uh, categorically bankrupt still. Uh, I was looking a little bit. I don't know if you saw this, but so before the, the hurricane, $72 billion in debt and to rebuild the territory, another almost $100 billion. Wow. that That's devastating. And no, yeah, no backing from the president on that one either, eh? Uh, I don't know. They're they're doing some like restructuring thing. I think it's still sort of in the works on how how all of that drama is going to go. But given that so many people you are interested in moving to Puerto Rico for this this tax haven, I I worry that the state may or the state the territory may need to raise some money somehow in order to pay these debts. Or in the restructuring, they might have some terms on how Puerto Rico is going to try to actually raise money to to pay off some of this debt. But it, it hasn't really dissuaded people to move there. And we definitely see this in terms of the number of wealthy crypto investors and, and developers who are moving there to take advantage of these tax incentives. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. So the, the economy that they're looking to build will be uh, entirely blockchain-based. So um, the money will be like a digital currency, so either... Uh, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Riblox, all those sorts, um, and all the contracts will be public. Which will, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how they continue to develop and like whether or not things like the E Chain and Walton will be implemented. Because I know that they're interested in building smart cities. So, and like, how much of a factor will they play into it? Because um, right now it kind of seems like there ha there hasn't been a whole lot built, just based on this New York Times article. They're all just kind of hanging out in these empty buildings that they have bought, and they're kind of hanging out on the roof. The water's not necessarily working yet, but um, they seem to be coming up with some sort of grand master plan to uh, to bring in some more people. Yeah, yeah, and it could definitely. Really, it'd be a good case study for, for how crypto could actually be incorporated into different services that are provided. I don't know how much of the, I mean, they're going to have to work on, on getting partnerships with these different ICOs, but if the city, and they, they seem willing, if the city's willing to work with these different companies to make their infrastructure better, uh, it would be really, it's, it's going to be exciting to see how crypto can be intertwined into basic services and things like that. Yeah, well, including um, things like even services like restaurants and like coffee shops, everything's going to have to be built. So they're going to need people who aren't 
crypto millionaires to actually get involved in this because they're the only people to work just regular jobs and do regular things, even if it's all on the blockchain. So <clears throat> even though it's right now, it's kind of just full of crypto billionaires and crypto millionaires, it's going to have to extend out to kind of anybody who wants to be part of this uh, like future crypto community. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's a good example of why countries and states should really consider their tax rate when they make decisions and policy decisions, because this is a prime example of, of tax incentives really determining whether or not you get an influx of money or not into a state and whether or not Puerto Rico is on the too far on the right in terms of their tax rate, just way too low for them to be sustainable. That's going to sort of, we're going to see how that unfolds when it comes to their debt restructuring. But, uh, California is going to definitely lose people to these sorts of different states or different territories that have a much lower tax rate when they're trying to start these new projects. Yeah. And that's like, it's kind of just the way that, that it's always been right. So companies will move from the United States to Mexico or Canada to Mexico or from North anywhere in North America to China, anywhere with a lower tax rate, they're going to move there. So, um, it's good to build up those, communities. Um, but I did want to talk about um, Brock Pierce, who seems to be the person leading it. So is that the vest uh, guy? That Yeah. So that's the dude in the leather vest and the interesting hat choice. It's, it's uh, I don't know. I, aside from his personal fashion style, he does have enough money to give zero Fs about what but what he's doing because really it seems like he's doing pretty well for himself. So he co-founded um, Block One, which is a blockchain for business startup. So they have they've sold around two hundred million for their own virtual cryptocurrency, and um, yeah, it seems to be that they're doing pretty well for himself. Weird. It's strange. This guy's led an interesting life. Former, former child actor, um, got into digital money early as a professional gamer, mining gold in the world of Warcraft, uh, which was backed by Steve Bannon. So I don't know how this guy's lived this weird life so far, but, um, it seems to that he's, mildly successful in a decent amount of the things that he's done and this just looks like the next step and something that he wants to do despite his somewhat weird behavior in the new york times article yeah yeah so it, i think it's indicative of there's actual talent moving here it's not just these clowns with a bunch of money who like to jump on the next pump moving to puerto rico it's actual people who want to start projects so it definitely looks positive for the future of crypto in this space, assuming that the taxes stay where they are in the long term. Definitely. And it's also admirable that um, he's looking to create like a charitable token called one. So with like a billion dollars of his own money um, to kind of help out to contribute to give back to society. So it's not really just like a selfish move on his part. Yeah, I guess so. But I don't really give a shit about that. Like, whether it's selfish or not, everybody's sort of self-interested, but it's nice that he's <laughs> he's doing some something good for the community as well as doing his own capitalistic, selfish goals. While he's doing the 
doing more than than you would probably do if you're in a similar circumstance by the sounds of things. Well, I mean, if if he's going to create a product that helps people, and whether it's for capitalism or for or for a charity, I don't think it really matters. If he's going to make a good product that's going to help people, and it's not for charity, I don't think you should judge somebody based on that. No, but it's just nice that that he's choosing to do it instead of just uh, it's nice throwing it throwing in this strip club. <laughs> right, because that's the only other alternative. Yeah, we've got giving food to the poor and making girls dance for dollar bills or guys dance for dollar bills. Right. It's one or the other. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's good, though. So investment in Puerto Rico, everybody should consider moving there, uh, at least if you're American. I think it'll be hard for, I don't know if you can move there, Rob. I think they allow, I think they kind of prefer having um, not not non-Americans, but people who aren't um, from there. I feel like they, they kind of support uh, immigration. Yeah, but I guess if they're if they're U.S. territory, I don't know if I don't know how strict they have to be in terms of following the U.S. federal law in terms of immigration. But well, thankfully Trump doesn't give a crap about the Puerto Rican people or anything about Puerto Rico. So <laughs> it's not like they'll really enforce. They're going to enforce the immigration laws there. Sure, I guess we'll we'll save immigration, federal immigration policy for another podcast. Yeah, but definitely. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We're going to leave it there. Uh, like, subscribe, or comment. Let us know what you think about Puerto Rico or whether or not you think that this dip is a bull trap and whether we're going to see some more downside. Find us on iTunes Podcasts or uh, Google Podcasts or Pocket Casts or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. And, uh, yeah, follow us at Twitter at uh, TalkChainPod. Share on Reddit. Share on Facebook. Yes. Awesome. And with that, we'll see you next time. Take care.